Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in. This week, I said earlier that this movie was like if Rod Serling and Michael Haneke like, met like at a crossroad somewhere and sat down and watched Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's not, you're not wrong. <laughs> they got drafted to like pen something for Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And this is what came out. It's House Arrest from 1996, directed by Harry Weiner. And uh, it's a movie where... Kids kidnap their own parents and lock them in a basement sadistically. And, you know, it's your classic, oh, we're the, it's the 90s, we don't know what divorce is. Man, this movie just wants you to think, divorce is like a thinly pressed piece of, like, uh, like pencil marking on a sheet of loose leaf that you can just <laughs> gently erase. Sure. That's and, all divorce is. And the soundtrack's doing a lot of work for you. Oh, the soundtrack of this movie. <laughs> Just trying to harness down how creepy and weird everything is. It's all like sub-bare-naked ladies. Dude, I was saying it's the Shave Tathews band. <laughs> because, uh, like, there's oh, a guy on some song uh, where it's like, What the fuck do you think that is? Oh, yeah, see, I called him the Matthew Daves band. <laughs> It's such obvious, like, <laughs> like musicians ripping off like popular sounds that a movie can't afford. Mm-hmm. Well, it's... we did, we do all know and did catch that the one in the middle is uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, did she make the cut? She, Stop! She was singing back in '96. She, when, when they have She's the, always singing. Yeah, when they when they're having <laughs> the uh, chocolate diarrhea bomb fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's them. You, you know. Look she, forward to that. She was a kid incorporated, so she she. Oh, that's right. She yeah. has always been singing, huh? Much like Sabulba, she's got pipes, you know. <laughs> so this is also a movie where, and this is just my own personal philosophy about it. But if you guys agree, please speak up. Uh, this is a situation that could go Waco at any second. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> At the end, they get a round of applause. I'm like, who are you applauding these Jonestown kids for? Dude, it's unbelievable the round of applause that they get for what they did. Like, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're realistically addressing things such as, like, showering. Nope. No. They, they very breezily address how someone's taking a shit. How Wallace Shawn <laughs> is specifically taking a shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's messed up. Um, but so, wait, you guys said that you had not seen this movie no. until last night i had never i've always known what it was it was a video store like there it is this isn't in theaters for me i saw this thing in <laughs> theaters really? oh, wow. yeah i saw this in theaters during a vacation time you know i went to when i was a kid i went to cape cod for my summer vacation and oh the uh, cabin estate yeah, yeah it's beautiful. So, uh, <laughs> up, up in the uh, uh steve no. it's a compound uh, <laughs> because we like using alliteration here it's the uh, cabin compound. and there's like 20 guns so <laughs> um and 20 guns <laughs> But anyway, like, you know, back then, uh, you know, fat kid, fat kid summer, what am I going to do? <laughs> that is a YA book that we could pen, by the way. Fat kid summer. It's fat kid summer. And like, <laughs> it's just you at the movies. Fat kid summer, colon, praying for rain. Well, that's the thing, is that 
my parents would pay for the movies uh-huh. that were on rainy days. They're like, hey, it's a rainy day. We can't go to the beach today. Right. We'll go to the movies. I paid my vacation dollars, <laughs> a salary I was given just for the vacation time, sure. to go see this on a bright, sunny day. Oh, for sure. You're just. Oh, you're... was this like, we want the kid out of here? No, this is my decision. I wanted to see it. I'd seen the trailer, and I very much wanted to see it. Your what? dad was just like, this will be a lesson in him wasting money on things. It was. You know, you could go to the boardwalk, meet. Meet a lady, steal a kiss, as they say in those movies. Or you can go see House Arrest. You can watch Kevin Pollock, you know, be flustered. Oh, man. Kevin Pollock starring in a movie. Whatever. (laughs) That happened a lot more than you thought. I know. But, like, this is he's prominently featured in this movie. I don't mind Kevin Pollock as a number four. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he's yeah. a number four in Usual Suspect, where he's the littlest suspect. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's totally fine. He's a number four in Grumpy Old Men. I like that. Yes. Oh wow! See, and that's a good number four because it's a forgettable number four. Mm-hmm. Totally yes. forgot that he's in that movie. Exactly. He's a bad number four in the whole nine yards, but that's not his fault. That's those a bad those two movies are two of the most unwatchable yep. comedies oh, of yeah. the last twenty years. <laughs> Truly. Those movies are fucking poison. And him in that age makeup, you just want to commit suicide in your living room. All that Eastern European, what's it he's putting his voice through? Yeah, no. That's him taking that character for a walk. The Balky Bartokomos cheesecloth he's holding up to his mouth. (laughs) So it's Kevin Pollack. It's one of my favorites, Jamie Lee Curtis. And, you know, she had to eat in the 90s just like everybody else. Yeah, this takes place in an alternate universe in which Kevin Pollack could date and or marry Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, I, had a, I had a hard time believing a fucking 1986 Dan Aykroyd could pull Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> no, you know what? That's more unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I, I would more easily accept Kevin Pollack than Dan Aykroyd. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little, he's a little bulldog. Nobody wants that. Maybe that does it for this character. Sure. Maybe the character likes little bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, you can order around and yeah. Little bulldogs that do... Just endless Christopher Walken impressions. He'll tell anybody that he invented it. He he will he will <laughs> like he always loves to do that. He likes to pretend that him and his little in, his imitation uh, workshop created the idea of doing Captain Kirk and George W. Bush and <laughs> all this th- shit. Do you think that he's gotten in like fist fights with Jay Moore about that Christopher Walken impression? It's awkward. Who it's- wore it better? <laughs> And they just fight to the death over it? Dude, that's a $100 pay-per-view worth paying for. Well, I just think it's a screaming match outside of a bar that nobody understands. I think it's Jay Moore and him just yelling at each other. Well, it's pulling other people in and being like, oh, come over here for a second. All right, all right. Who's this? And then one of them does it. (laughs) And then it's like, all right, shh. Now, who's this? And the other one says the exact same thing. I... I almost feel like it gets more petty than that, where like the <laughs> oh, guy, I'm sure it does. Where the guys got like they both have their phones out and they're like, "Okay, wait a minute. Okay, look, I have Christopher Walken's phone number right here. <laughs> we're gonna both do it. And we're gonna say, hey, which one's you, Chris? I'm gonna call Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels knows impressions. Like, oh my god, please, <laughs> sir. Here's the check. Will you just leave? It's someone standing there on an L.A. sidewalk, being like, "I thought I was getting stopped for jaywalking. Where's Leno? What is happening?" Uh, oh, another favorite part of mine from the beginning of this movie. So you see, like, it's like some old home movies that the kid is having edited together for, like, the parents' anniversary. This is 
Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollock's kid. Yep. By this kid who looks <clears throat> exactly like the singer from Silverchair. Yeah, uh, that kid's name is Mookie Arizona, which is hilarious. Excuse me? Yeah, he was in two movies ever, this and Camp Nowhere. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it. Um, but you're seeing all these, like, it's the wedding, and it's the honeymoon, and it's the having the kid, and da-da-da. So they do the the wedding footage, and it's, like, them coming out of the church and kissing, and Kevin Pollack gets her in the car or whatever. And then cut to them in uh, Hawaii, like on the honeymoon. And somehow, between the wedding and the honeymoon, Kevin Pollack loses a whole lot of hair. <laughs> yes. It's such an amazing flub. He's got a big, like, RDZ fro kind of in the yeah. wedding video. And then you get to them in Maui, and it's just like that forehead's just that much bigger. Well, the wedding video also sets up the specter of a Kevin Pollack ukulele song. <laughs> That eventually I'm going to have to listen to, and I'm just going to want to, you know, throw up. To be fair to the character, though, Kevin Pollock's character turns down the offer to play the ukulele when asked. Yeah. And then he's forced into it. Yes. Well, yeah, seeing that ukulele in the beginning is kind of like seeing that old lady in the beginning of Insidious. You're like, oh, my God, I hope she doesn't come back. That shit's <laughs> too scary to deal with. And then you just get her for like a whole scene, and it's bone chilling. Absolutely, yeah. This this ukulele solo is bone chilling too. <laughs> uh, so the kid is Grover. Uh, his name is Kyle Howard, I think, in real life. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Sure. Of my boys, fame. Uh, Kyle Howard of my boys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Take that word out of there. <laughs> and no one was watching that show. Come on. This is one of those things. The beginning of this movie. It happens a lot in, like, kid movies is, like, how much time people have before they go to school. And I don't understand. This is a bunch of bullshit. In the morning, he's we, we see him and his friend. They're editing a video. They've clearly been together for a while. Yo, yeah. yeah, they're settled in. Him and the little sister go over to this other kid's house. They're there. They're not, we don't even see the trip there because it happened so long ago. I think it happened before the sun came up. Like, before dawn, they were up well, doing this shit. Well, they don't show you the Dayquil bottles. They've been up since midnight <laughs> doing this shit. Working on this video. But, yeah, and then they come back to the house. There's plenty of time for everybody to sit down for breakfast. And I'm like... Isn't anyone racing to catch a school bus? Also, they're not worried. Where have you been? They're ready to give them breakfast. Kevin Pollock and and, and, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah, is. they're just like, so. oh, so where were you? Yeah. It's like, if I'm a parent and I wake up and my children aren't in their beds, <laughs> I'm not just going to start making breakfast assuming they're going to waltz in. <laughs> At exactly the moment I'm done with the eggs. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, it's this whole thing like, oh, we got you this gift. Here you go. It's a video of all your treasured memories from your super happy life you still have. And they both give this face like, ew. Yeah, it's like, ah, shit. Well, we're just, let's just, cat's out of the bag right here. You don't. Divor- you don't tell your kids you get divorced in the AM. It's an it's a PM move. It's oh, an yeah? after school activity. <laughs> is telling your kid totally. you're not going to be like, oh, he, you guess what? Your life's changing for the worse. See you later. Enjoy math class. Yep. Also, <laughs> also it's not something that's just spurred. <laughs> no. You no. make a plan like it's going to be Wednesday at 9 p.m. Yep. Right after you, fo- you know, Mantis is over. <laughs> Then we're going to talk about how me and you are splitting up. It is a great idea to deliver bad news post-Mantis episodes. 
So I think you had about nine opportunities to do that. Yeah. I, you know what? That's it, gentlemen. That's that's my move. We're gonna catch this superhero boom if it kills us. <laughs> we are pitching a Mantis franchise. Oh yeah, Mantis reboot. We could do it. Absolutely. Oh, and you get him hooked up with Ant Man. It writes itself. It's done. It's all done. <laughs> Just get the tick involved. It'll be a little bug collective. It's perfect. <laughs> Mantis. Is that even on DVD? Probably oh, no not. No way. No way. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's like I, you're you know. finding that in the bowels of YouTube. Trust me, Steve. I got my alert on my Amazon <laughs> waiting for it, so. <laughs> uh, did you mean Mavis? No, I meant Mantis. <laughs> Come Which on. Mantis coming out? Um, this kid who plays Grover, this, uh, what's his name? Kyle, Kyle Howard. Kyle Howard. Did you guys notice this? So it starts out, it's bookended with like... Ferris Bueller-esque. Yeah, like. he's, he's talking to the camera, and it's clear. Like, if you do any amount of thinking, you can tell that, like, this kid is in Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. And yes. so, all right, so the end of the movie, they get back together, and the, we're doing a second yep. honeymoon yep. in Hawaii. Exactly. So it's this kid, and he's narrating, and he's just like, so I guess you could say this is all my fault, but let's start back where it started. Like, that kind of horse shit, <laughs> right? But so he's talking, and he's, like, gesticulating with his hands, and I'm looking at the fucking TV... This kid has massive hands. <laughs> it's like a little like 14-year-old kid with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's hands. No, it's he, insane. He can strangle Secretariat. I mean, it's, that's... It's comically large <laughs> hands for a child. He it's hasn't so grown weird. In it's weird. He's got a fucking Matthew Lawrence haircut. Oh, this yeah. This macking me thing that I want to buzz right off of the face of this earth. Dude, it is a bowl to beat the band. <laughs> It's unbelievably it's, 1990s with this haircut. And it's just flipping and flopping in every scene. But it's, like, perfectly even. That was the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. Is that it, like, moves as if it's one. Yeah, like, no, it's a, it, it's a it's sentient really being. Weird. Yeah, it's strange. Well, he does look... As, he is about as disturbed as Danny Torrance, so I guess you want to keep uh. that... <laughs> keep it nice and, nice and even. So they said that we're getting divorced. Enjoy the rest of your school day. Go off to be bullied in high school. Well, they say separated. They do right. Well, that's that's, the, that's the gag is like we're getting separated. Yeah. But you know we're not getting divorced. That that's not being discussed right now. It's totally being discussed. Oh right. yeah, that's that was on the table from Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting sexually abused by a bully, which is really weird. Because here's the thing. I like <laughs> what? you know I've been. You've been picked on, and it's like, hey, fatso, or somebody's throwing something at you, or tries to trip you in school, yeah. and that's kind of the end of it. Right. No one's grabbing your face and saying, <laughs> say you're an ugly little wussy, which is what <laughs> this guy says. He's like, say it, say it. The guy has to say it, and I'm like, dude, that's not all right. <laughs> this is one of those where are the like, lunchroom attendant yeah. moments. Oh, yeah. Because not only is this happening, but while it's happening, he's being like shoved yep. like, deeper and deeper into a wet garbage can. Oh, and yeah, there's that's... food all over him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's oh. after he admits to being an ugly, you know, little, oily whatever. <laughs> a little wussy. Wussy, yeah. wussy. Yeah. Um, Someone... At the, the end of this exchange, 20 years later, one of these two is paying somebody else to do the other part. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. What the, <laughs> someone is paying someone to recreate it 20 years later. But the exclamation point on it is him getting kicked into garbage. <laughs> and then oh. some guy stealing his green beans. <laughs> Which cafeteria green beans, by the way. <laughs> no, no, Bad no. move. 
So his his friends like, oh, you can't. You know, it's the nineties. Everybody's you know one and two marriages, et cetera, et cetera. His buddy's parents are played by Wallace Shawn and Caroline Ar- Aaron. Yes. yes, and she, you know, she's he, the stepmom yes. in this situation. And he's like, you know, he's seen it all before, and he's like, ah, you know, welcome to the club. It sucks. I hate <laughs> that attitude that this character yeah. takes. I hate like precocious like preteen experts on shit yep yeah. you know he's like oh my dad always right at the 10 year or the two year anniversary mark it's divorce town it, especially when you have nothing fucking good to say to this kid all you're yeah. telling him is like no dude your dad is definitely gone like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this kid dispensing this advice which again just so no one forgets this his name is mookie arizona uh. Yeah, just dispensing all this advice, and this, he's not a great child actor. I mean, no. there aren't good child actors. I think it's like once every millennia, you're like, hey, that worked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was But, bad. like, nobody in this movie. No. no. Not a no, 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 soul no, no. in this movie. The kid from The Babadook was really great. Yes. yes. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a very good. good. Listen, Macaulay Culkin in those movies is a good kid actor. You sure. know what I mean? It just didn't make it to house arrest. (laughs) Because think about it. I mean, who is the best kid actor you got in here? Is it Jennifer Love Hewitt? It has to be. It might very well be. Yeah, I don't see any other way around that. And she's barely in this movie, unfortunately. Yeah, from looking at that poster, I was like, all right, it's a Jennifer Love Hewitt movie. That's cool. No, it's a this Kyle Howard movie. This serial killers movie. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, you know, don't worry. Two Christmases, it's gonna be great. And like the kid's like, he's really upset about it. And he's like, you know, what you could do. And he's like joking at him. He's like, you should keep lock your parents in the closet until they come to their senses. And he's like, say that sounds sexy. (laughs) But he also makes this whole. So when he's doing this whole thing, he's like. Well, go upstairs if your dad's, you know. And by the way, this kid's been through one divorce. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. What the fuck does he? What is he even talking about? He's like, <laughs> go upstairs. Bags are packed. You're done, bro. You're done. <laughs> yeah, that it's over. And then, that means he's moving out forever. And then he goes. The kid goes home, and like we're talking about the soundtrack. Yeah, it sounds like the Madonna song from With Honors is playing <laughs> when he's looking at all the emptied closets and everything. Oh, but don't worry, it's Shadonna. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Radonna. Yeah. <laughs> Radonna and the Radonettes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kevin Pollock's packed up all his tiny little pants. <laughs> so, he, you know, they're definitely heading for divorce town. He's got like a, a Ken briefcase with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, I didn't know you were a ventriloquist. Those are mine! <laughs> now wind up my race car. I'm going away! <laughs> Craig, Craig, Craig. <laughs> Get my silver shoe ready. I have to go out for cigarettes. The funny thing is the apple cart work in this movie is great because they keep like putting him eye level with J.B. Lee Curtis and everyone's like, yeah, okay. They're putting him almost at eye level with Christopher McDonald. <laughs> Dude, possible college football player Christopher <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> he sh- and like Wallace Shawn's Wallace like, who are you trying to impress, Pollock? You know? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Pollock is come looking down. down on Walsh in this movie. Come down here with the rest of us, Pollock. <laughs> Dude, 
I gotta say, I think Wallace Shawn is my favorite part of this movie. Of course he is! Because he's, he's like, the character's whole point of existence is to just make the worst jokes you've ever heard. Yeah. And he's also the character who doesn't take anything that's going on seriously. Yeah, he's having a great time yeah, being locked in a He's like, whatever, I'll get out of here eventually. <laughs> There's no way they'll leave us in here for dead! <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, they... <laughs> So he gets this idea, and he's like, all right, you know, he has a sister who he totally neglects the whole movie, and sure. the movie neglects as well. Sure. But she she finds her own, you know, ways of independence in this movie. She doesn't need him. It's true. She joins up with the other kids who are fucking around and not taking this whole thing seriously. She's, like, partying hard in this movie. Yeah, when, when, when it turns into Lord of the Flies, she's on the other side of the island. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the conch. And... <laughs> So they make up the basement to look like Hawaii, and they're like, oh, you know, it'll be, when mom and dad come home, we'll, we'll have them have a nice dinner downstairs. So they come home, and they're like, oh, we're getting divorced. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Just come down. We made, we made this whole thing for you. You're going to love it. So they have this awkward dinner where they're like, oh, man, I wish I just. Is there a word for, like, extra awkward? <laughs> I mean, this is one of the most uncomfortable things. Like. It's not just a dinner. It's like, we've decorated the basement to look like your honeymoon. To remember all those good times in your it's life. It's the take two you didn't want. <laughs> like, you thought this was over. You were like, look, we told them. That's we're, it. We're going you know, to have tomorrow morning, we'll get, we'll get him out of school, and we're going to take the day and talk to him about it. But then you come home, and they're like, no, we didn't get it. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> well... well Telling your kids you're getting divorced has to function like an alley-oop. You know what I mean? Yep. The defense doesn't know it's coming, and by the time it's over, you're like, holy fuck, we just got scored on. Exactly. That, it's a fluid motion, and by the end of it, dad's out the door. Like You don't let the team come back into the arena after they've won and the game's over with and dunk a few more baskets. <laughs> exactly. It's just It's got to be boom, boom, boom. Let's sit down. we got something to talk. Wait, what are, why are dads bags at the door we'll explain that in three seconds we're getting divorced <laughs> see you later dad boom gone. and also because we're doing it at an appropriate time of day exactly. whoops it's 9 30 go cry yourself to sleep <laughs> exactly nice and normal and here's your mantis tape <laughs> we taped Finally! it for <laughs> you know i thought it was on the bubble to get canceled but i'm glad it came back oh, after no, sweet mantis <laughs> I was okay with mom and dad breaking up, but now Mantis isn't coming back. I hope that the Flash comes back. Mark Hamill's a great trickster. Oh, no. Maybe in 20 years? No. Didn't he come back and play the trickster I've, on that new show? I haven't watched it Yes, he all. does. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that yeah, was the thought. root of my joke, yeah. Uh, and I actually, I, I, I saw... <laughs> William Shatner tweeting about this. That Gorilla Grodd's on that show. Now. Oh, is, is it played by William Shatner. Shut up. No, <laughs> no, I don't. By William I don't think so. It's the Shat. There's the about sh- to be a a Steve shaped cloud on your fucking couch. <laughs> no, the Shat just watches a lot of TV and just live tweets it like a confused old man. That's fair. That's all it is. So I just saw William Shatner last night. Gorilla Grodd is here. <laughs> Great. Thanks. All right. Can we also uh, bring up in this scene is uh, A, I think the most unsettling line of the movie, which is saying something, and B, my favorite line. Which is? Which is, so they're all talking. They're like, you know, look, we're getting divorced. You know, we're getting separated. It's happening. You know, 
whatever questions you have, and then these kids are not having it. Yeah, they refuse to back down. There's some, like, no, you just have to try this. No, you have to try. No, we're fucking adults. We don't have to try anything. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and at one point, this Grover kid is like, no, you, you, you know, you still love each other. I remember when you guys couldn't keep your hands off oh, each other. Oh, yeah. I nearly vomited. There's a lot of that in this movie where it's like, remember that time I was watching you guys making out? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what? Don't talk to your parents like that. Don't be invested in your parents' sex life, dude. Like, that just, no. Don't edit in footage <laughs> from a honeymoon video. <laughs> because, yes, that's just like, Jamie Lee Curtis dancing in LA is like, you know, just one part of your like larger montage that you've put together. Sure. But that has to come from a source tape, and who knows what else is on that source no, tape. That, that would be great if it was him and the sister giving them the tape, and like, here, and then the sister goes out of the room, he's like, and here's the X-rated version <laughs> I cut together. Here's your greatest hits pop. Yeah, I didn't want Molly to see the dirty cut, but I left in all that fun stuff. Like, there's a reason that tape is on the top shelf of their closet, kid. Next to the gun. <laughs> Thank God there's not a gun in this movie. Man, what a disaster that would have been. Oh, yeah. Then things are going Waco. So he's like, uh, okay, mom and dad, you stay down here. I got to go upstairs. We have a surprise for you. So him and the girl go upstairs, and they start boarding the door shut. And it's like, well, that's weird. This is some funny game shit yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel the fucking goose pimples on my arm. And just because you're playing... <laughs> it's not less creepy. That's the thing, is they use shit like Shave Tathew's band <laughs> to try to like dull the fact that this is insane. What's the movie that's coming out, Cabin? You saw it already, with like the two little boys, and they, oh, good their bu- mother gets plastic good surgery. Night, mommy. It's like a goodnight mommy situation. Yeah, like we're like we are seemingly nice little children, but then we're gonna tear your face off. And you're just gonna be left down there to eat each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this thing of like you know you guys are gonna fucking figure it out. Don't worry, we've cemented closed <laughs> the windows. Yeah, when and how? <laughs> because. Well, how is you just pour a bunch of cement down there? Sure. Well, the the line that they have is there was all this leftover cement from all these unfinished home improvement projects that Kevin Pollack hasn't gotten to in 14 years. But I don't believe this Grover kid knows how to do this kind of shit. Well, that's the thing. They conveniently, as if you didn't know what this movie is about when you went to see it on your Cape Cod vacation, <laughs> right? Like, they, like, the movie plays so that the locking in the basement is a surprise to both the parents and the audience. Yep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I know what this movie's about. Why don't you show me like a planning situation? Yes. Like that's a montage I could use of pouring cement and boarding up this and that. And, and like you know, little cute kid blueprints if you gotta do that shit. Go that's down, fine. <laughs> go down the street, you talk to the stoner college kids, they do the cement for you yeah. because they know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Not a fourteen year old and his fucking seven year old sister. He was like Tucking his pants into jeans this whole movie. And he's like a little Jerry Seinfeld. It's just too much. It's he's, just way too much. He's dressed like an out of like an out of work stepdad this whole movie. <laughs> like it's just like these colorful polo shirts tucked into jeans. He's totally not dressed like a child at all. No, nope, not and at all. Every other kid in this movie is dressed like a little 1990s kid. Really? Like, I got a, like a 90-year-old waiting for the wading pool to clear up. That's yeah. the kind of outfit I got for Oh, these him. pants are up to his nipples, man. <laughs> so then they somehow, like, I don't know. I feel like if I'm Kevin Pollack, 
I'm finding a way to break this door down. I don't give a flying shit about shit. I will break yeah. my shoulder, and then that kid's going to know what's what because yeah. I broke my shoulder. Yeah, like, just because they used more wood to cover up the already wood door, like, just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Figure out a way to bust through that door. Yep. That's all you have to do. And then that's it. Then you're master of the house again, and whatever happens, happens. And this madness is prevented <laughs> from carrying on any longer. The next morning, he starts to do that. He's got, like, a trowel, I think. He's, like, carving through the door. He makes a hole or something. Someone's using, like, a piece of a broken that's mirror well, or something. One of them's got, like, something you would serve, like, pie with, like, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, That thing. And then, yeah, she's got a chair piece. Oh, right, a piece of a chair. That's right, yeah. So they get a hole in the thing, and they put more wood on it. And this kid, rule number one about fucking kidnapping your parents, don't go to school that day. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You want to make sure that everything stays the way you intend it to be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't leave the house for eight hours. No. I mean, I guess, see, it's kind of like lose-lose because, you know, you want to go to school to keep up appearances. Sure. You yeah. don't want the school calling, like, where's the kid, you know. You know what? You know who made that crucial mistake? Gary Sinise and Ransom. He kept going to work, <laughs> being a police officer, and look how that ended. He died. He was foiled. Yeah. He was foiled. That's true. But, I mean, if two kids from the same family aren't showing up yeah. to school, like, day after day after day. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Someone's going to come snooping around, and it's not just nosy Ray Walston. What a fantastically obnoxious character this is. Oh, God, Mr. Hand. And he's got this relationship with this dog, and it's just like an old man, like, oh, Betsy, stop doing that. Like, well, it's, it's the classic gag of, uh, you know, a dog is biting someone's pant cuff. Yeah. You know, that's real funny. He's the next, he's the across the street neighbor who used to be the chief of police, and he's a nosy neighbor. So, yeah. like, the, he's set up as an antagonist from the beginning. He gets a nice and credit, and Ray Walston, as the chief. Yeah. And it's not he's, like he's... And Jack Nicholson as the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but whereas, like, I feel playing the Joker in, like, a movie... <laughs> That they were taking a total risk on making sure. is like a, yeah, Jack Nicholson's helping you out. Yeah. So it's and Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Sure. This is just like, oh, yeah, the guy from Picket Fences. Sure. He can be in this movie. <laughs> exactly. The For three scenes. <sighs> yeah. I hate characters like this, too. If this was an actual Michael Hanukkah film, like he is getting accidentally shot in the face. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, you and know, then eaten by the dog. Yep. Exactly right. And that's what I'm waiting for, even though I know that it's not going to happen in this movie. Like, you can make the, like, more interesting version of this movie in your head while you play it. Because it's, like it's like a real-time choose-your-own-adventure. And it's like, you see what they do, and you're just like, well, no, if they did this, oh, man, dog-eating a person. Well, <laughs> speaking of Ransom, you take out the soundtrack from this movie, put the soundtrack to Ransom over it, yep. you got a more accurate movie. Yeah, you're oh, absolutely totally right. Totally more correct. Man, I want, instead of the, the bumbling police officers that show up later, Delroy Lindo darkening <laughs> your doorstep, yeah. this little kid's like, ah, and it's just like Delroy Lindo cleaning house. <laughs> exactly. Like an actual threatening you know, an actor with threatening presence. Oh, yeah. Not the dude who played Jay Leno in The Late Shift <laughs> and some other guy. Mr. Trick from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Sure. Yeah, that's a bad team. <laughs> so he goes to school and he's like, he, rule number two when you kidnap your parents, 
Keep your fucking lips buttoned. <laughs> yeah. Don't start telling all your dumb friends. He's telling his little buddy about it. He's like, oh, I don't know. I think I, I, think I did something terrible last night. He's doing it in the bathroom. And yep. he doesn't even check the stalls. Yeah. What kind of kidnapper are you, Grover? Haven't you watched the Sydney Lament movie? <laughs> <laughs> you got to check every stall. The, every the, last toilet. The good cop is listening to you take the money. He's in that <laughs> stall. <laughs> Maybe John Mal- maybe John Lithgow's getting into a costume in one of those stalls. <laughs> you don't know what's going on in those stalls, dude. Oh, I need cross-dressing John Lithgow in this movie, too. I need it all. <laughs> I need all of cinema's creeps to descend on this movie <laughs> and shake things up a little bit. Well, Instead, we've got this bully who's like an F-grade buzz from Home, uh, yeah, Home yeah. Alone. Yeah, it's like Buzz meets Kubiak from uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. You are totally right on that. It, this guy has more than a dash of the Kube in him. <laughs> they might be cousins or something. <laughs> I apologize for this episode only making pe- sense to people that are 31 years old. <laughs> and only 31 years old. Yeah, there's a lot of dead 90s TV talk in this movie. Sure, yeah. fine. I'm fine with it. Use uh, the internet to help you, help you with all the Easter eggs we're leaving in our, <laughs> our path here. So uh, the Coob comes out, and he's like, oh, man, you kidnapped your parents. And, like, this is the weird sexual bully that he, you know, he's been terrified of his yeah. whole life. And he's like, oh, he, he gets ready for a punch. He's like, puts his arm around. He's like. That's a great idea, kid. And he gives him a kiss on the cheek, by the way. It's supposed to be like a Bugs Bunny kiss, but A plus B equals what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this weird thing, too, where he's like, uh, you know, aren't you supposed to punch me in the face right now? And he's like, no, because I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he just leaves the men's room. <laughs> Save that for later. You're just like, all right. (laughs) So then it's like this dude, the bully then later barges into the house. Because he drives a van because he's already dommering it up. And (laughs) this is is the thing that the movie does not address. Sure. It's like it's all these little kids and they're doing this and that and it's cutesy. We locked our parents in the basement, blah, blah, blah. The Coob is at least 17 years old. Yes, yes. clearly. He is doing a hard time for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. This dude is going down. Yep. Up it's the like, river. And I, when all these kids come out at the end of the movie with their hands in the air and the spotlights on them, the Coob comes out last. The cops would think that he's the cult leader and put two in his head. <laughs> they or, would take him down. Or it's the end of Bully. And, you know, we're all in the fucking... We're all in the courtroom crying and, like, we're just going... Piece by piece. This one got 15 year cause, years because she was 13. That one got 12 years because she was 10. This one got fucking life because he was 17. Yeah, the coob got the chair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was accused of being the mastermind of the entire thing, mm-hmm. and he got the death penalty. So he shows up, he barges in, and like, oh my god, the bully's here. Because now the little buddy's there, and he's like, this is pretty sweet. And the, guy, <laughs> the other kid's like... Oh man, this door's never gonna hold. Wait a minute. And he. This is when Kevin Pollock needs to be a fucking man yep. and rush this kid. Yep. You're absolutely rush, right. Rush this kid. Like, that, ne- yes. never does anyone rush anybody no. in this movie, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> That's how you get out of this situation, Kevin Pollock. Rush him. And instead. You're like a bulldog. You can get him. 
Get him in the ankles or something. You got 40-year-old man strength. This is a 17-year-old kid. You're putting him down. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be afraid of him because he's also a bully, Kevin Pollard. Well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's hard to kind of rush it since you got to go uphill. You got to be going up the stairs Mm. to rush the thing. Well, you never actually see the top of the staircase that this set is built around because it's clearly got... A landing that's at least like six feet deep. Sure. The top of these basement stairs. Because you're fitting all of these actors up there at the same time as they like rush the door and bang yeah, on the like door and everything. Sprint there going. If you can fit like six grown adults at the top of this staircase, it's got to be a floor. Yeah. So that's rushing space. He's <laughs> absolutely right. And you know what? Kevin Pollock, ankles are your friend. Go after him. Totally. You're, you're low to the ground. That's your move. They'll be understanding if you hit this child in the testicles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he's not a child. He's a 17-year-old bully man. Oh, and you think Chris McDonald gives a shit? Oh, yeah, you kicked my son in the nuts? Good job. <laughs> so he, he has this like weird, like again, like this weird electric set where he's like, I'm going to fucking buzz you, mother battery hooked yeah. up to a something or other. Yeah. You Which know, he's got at the ready, by the way. See, that's the thing. It's not something that was designed specifically for this harmless scheme. Mm-mm. He has had this thing in play yeah. in several scenarios before this, and this afternoon's events. And then there's a bag full of dead cats in that van. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. All the tests he's run with the batteries. Well, he had to make sure it worked. Yes. And he's not going to try it on a person, have it not work, and then have that person go tell the police. Gus Van Sant made this movie. It was called Elephant. (laughs) Man, if this movie was directed with the dreamlike elegance of Elephant, that would be something. Yeah, that might... That might turn my tide on this one. <laughs> so he's standing at the top of the stairs. Kevin Pollock is withering down there. And they put on this like bodega door, like which is like this ironclad door that's got a real lock on it. And it's not going anywhere. And that's the idea. Which, come on. They have all the time, again, rush this kid. Rush, rush, rush this kid. It's not even about the rushing at this point that I'm finding <laughs> unbelievable. Because you know what kids can do? Nothing. Yeah. So how are kids who can do nothing installing this wrought iron security door? No, well, because a... they got this lunatic 17-year-old. Yeah, but that's... he's at the ready with the, the ball zapper. Well, that's the thing is I think the balls, I mean, the ball zapper is what stops him. But, like, honestly, if that's really all I got to do for freedom and the right to borderline beat up my children over this... <laughs> Look, someone's getting cut. You know what I mean? That's all it comes yeah. down to. It's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt, Kevin Pollack. I, be- I don't believe in ever hitting a kid, and Adrian Peterson should never fucking play football ever again. However, somebody takes away my freedom in my own house? <laughs> I don't care how tall they are. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's the thing, too. Then it's just someone else's kids, and you don't know who <laughs> yeah. this 17-year-old transient is. Oh, that person who's out on my front step. Begging to come in again. <laughs> so they, they installed this bullshit door. Absolutely not true, but okay, fine, <laughs> fine. That's where we are now. And, y- you know, then there, he, uh, he grabs the other kid and he's like, all right, let me go grab Wallace Shawn. You know who's easy to kidnap? Wallace Shawn. Oh, I it, could kidnap Wallace Shawn sure. with one arm tied behind my back. I saw, I was at a FedEx one time. I've actually seen Wallace Shawn twice in the, in the city. It's <laughs> always been a delight. Once he was in Dwayne Reed in the candy bar aisle. <laughs> and the other time he was in FedEx and he had all these books. And he kept, like, he was literally on the ground 
with all these books and all these boxes trying to make it work. It was <laughs> one of the most delight, like delightful moments of my life. I just imagined he was at that candy counter, like because he is still a guy who will sneak candy in. Oh yeah, and I'm like. You're in movies and theater constantly. You can't buy movie concessions. No, no, bodegas only. <laughs> he is a Pixar character. Like, let's just yeah. oh let's, yeah, let's cut the shit. <laughs> yeah, he was invented by Pixar somehow 68 years ago. Disney Pixar's My Dinner with Andre, directed by Brad Bird. Disney puts him out the same time as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> the first thing, watch out. He was rotoscoped. <laughs> So, so, so he's well, getting. We're gonna we're gonna easy. go round up all the parents. You go and try kidnapping Christopher McDonald. <laughs> yeah, I, Jason I Bourne it. couldn't kidnap Christopher McDonald. Absolutely not. These he kids could, are, but it's getting bad before that. Ha- <laughs> somebody's getting cut. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely a dislocated several things on both bodies. Bourne's taking a week off after he kidnaps Christopher McDonald. Dude, these kids try it. Someone's shitting their own teeth for a week. <laughs> I swear to God. That's the only way this ends. You think and they're alive? <laughs> what do you have in mind? And here's a quick way to solve this problem, by the way. Just a nice, innocent chloroforming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all you have to do. But instead, they're like, they say that they're doing some sort of uh, sheer force, it looks like. No, there's, sociology it's experiment. a soci- sociology experiment. So they like dupe them into it. But I don't believe for a second Christopher McDonald's participating in this. He's not a father who's going to help his kid with a science He's project. He's definitely calling the teacher first and being like, what are you teaching down there? Well, yeah, because yeah, he's, he's, like, he's painted as a shit heel lawyer. Like, when we meet him, he's like kind of diddling his secretary in a weird way. He's got like his finger in her mouth. Chocolates. And, like, he's feeding her chocolates. It's, it's really overtly sexual in this film. Yeah, I was all right with it. <laughs> So they barge into his office and like he's like, you know, the rich dad piece of shit, clearly. <laughs> and he's like, you know, oh, what are you doing here? This that, and the other thing. Like, oh, it's a sociology experiment. And they wind up tying him up, which, again, it's this Koob kid who's, you know, I don't know, 5'11", 210 maybe. 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 And then Silverchair, who's not doing shit to shit. No, Mookie Arizona can't do anything no. in the Christopher McDonald kidnapping of 1996. <laughs> he might be squealing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the one that's doing the squealing, not <laughs> McDonald. So they round up all these parents. They bring them back to the house. And then there's this Grover idiot, like, just standing there. Hamina, 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 hamina. While these other children take over his house. But, 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 but I thought we were friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell did you think they were doing? And now everybody is just like, we're fixing everybody's marriage. Just shoving all these people in this basement. Well, because Wallace Shawn is on his second wife, as we said, and like the kid is nervous, Silverchair is nervous. This is the third wife. The third wife. And he's like, oh, you know, it's the two-year, he's coming up on two years, and I really like my stepmom, and I don't want them to get divorced. Right. And Coob's all sorts of messed up. He's like, dad just hates my guts, and he hates mom, and like, and you know, to be fair to Christopher McDonald, who's my favorite character in this movie, he's an emotional abuser, like, yeah. the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh, absolutely. He's the dad who's saying, you'll never be me even if you tried your <laughs> hardest, kind of a thing. Like, really beating this kid down. You'll never beat your old man, ever. Yeah. Oh, ex- that's exactly what's going on here. That's why he looks the way he does, drives the van that he does, yes. yep. and has this ball-zapping device that <laughs> yeah, he I mean, owns. Christopher McDonald kind of explains this character very well. <laughs> he's very appealing. Appearance. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is like, 
we're just going to leave them down there. And then we as children are going to try to facilitate group therapy. And the kid's like reading all these self-help books. So he can be this like, not even like quack doesn't even begin to describe it. There's this shot where he's just hanging out in his bedroom watching this like face to fear and go (laughs) through the fear. Like, and then he's at a library later reading the book version of it. Mm. Well, you got to see if the book was better. I suppose that's true. But that's where we run into Jennifer Love, who's who's crying in the library or whatever. <laughs> it's actually the one legitimate laugh I got out of this movie. When he eerily like <laughs> goes up to... Because so earlier in the movie, she can't pay for her lunch money. Or her lunch, because she doesn't have enough yeah. money. She's short a quarter. And Grover steps in. He's like, here's a quarter. So he's trying to think of a line to talk to her in the library. And he's all nervous because he's a little, you know, 14-year-old boy. And he just goes... You owe me a quarter. And I'm like, <laughs> you stole crying. my story. <laughs> yeah, she bursts <laughs> out crying. And you're just like, what is going on? And her whole thing is, it's not that her parents are getting divorced. She lives with her single mom, yeah. who's Jennifer Tilly, who's also great in this movie. Yeah, yes. she, she gave me a lot of legitimate laughs in this yeah. movie. And her whole thing is, my mom keeps talking and dressing like me, and it's ruining my life. That's a fucking Jerry Springer topic, mm-hmm. if I ever heard it. Oh, yeah. But it's a couple Jerry Springers about that one. And so Grover's like, oh, you know what? I got this place you could shove her for a while, and it'll just work everything out. (laughs) Look, I just built my first prison. Hey, I got this hole in my house. You want to come see it? And, you know, she's like, oh, I'll invite my mom to a PTA meeting. And, you know, Jennifer Tilly is playing the dits as she does so well and gets, you know, trapped in the basement, too. And all Christopher McDonald, again, it's... It's like 12 Angry Men starring one guy because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like, the only dude who's legitimately in the right frame of mind here. Yeah, Everyone like, else is like, you know, it'll blow over or something. Yeah. Wallace Shawn's like, oh, fun. Let's play Operation, you know, and it's like, oh, you're a Muppet and that's fun. And, you know, Kevin Pollack <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis are just like, I don't know. You know, well, they're also mortified because their their pending separation is the catalyst for this. Yeah. Whole yeah they so they're just that. like really embarrassed that everyone is stuck in their basement and oh but we did go over something i wanted to bring up um really really quick is sure before like you were saying how the daughter does get in on the partying the the sister sure, sure, grover's sure. sister gets in on the partying before the night before they do all this or is this this night it is this night yeah we, you, uh, so we're, we're going right into it so I'm, this is perfect timing then so they, I mean, they're locked. They're, it's like night one. Yeah. And they're like, all right, everybody's down there. Let's lock that door and let's just kick it into high gear. Pantera starts playing. I mean, that's not Pantera, but some metal band. Pantera. It's somebody doing a punk cover of Sesame, the Sesame Street theme song. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty stupid. I didn't even notice. Um, but this whole thing's so uh, the kids start partying. They're just you know they're cutting loose, um, and Grover is not having it. Yeah. Now this is something I don't understand completely, and I don't understand, you know might just be my brain. So locking six adults <laughs> in a basement, it could be explained away. Sure. Partying with. Pizza. <laughs> not okay. Not okay. Like they Definitely play, not okay. They play music a little too loud and order a pizza, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to build something here. 
Well, that's because this kid's a little maniac, dude. He's that yeah. guy who had all those women in in Ohio, not not coincidentally. Yeah, totally. Just locked in a basement. And that's the thing that's kind of messed up because this movie the movie like if you're you know when you watch it those scenes like demonize those kids for cutting loose and you know fucking off and everything yeah, yeah. and then he's the one that's really trying to do something he's the one that's on a mission to save his parents marriage but yeah. the movie doesn't acknowledge like that's still crazy <laughs> that's a worse crazy i agree a much worse crazy he's oh, going yeah. through because you know if if you're just doing it to fuck around and play extra super nintendo i get you <laughs> you know what i mean like you're still deranged but at least you're a fun kind the, of deranged the, the is, goal makes sense at least yeah. the goal your goal was to bring these two people together this way it's bizarre and so they have a they do a bullshit video setup which doesn't make any sense not co- not uh, surprisingly, he starts drilling holes in the floor like shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. He's drilling the, those holes, and he gets like a video setup going so he can he can look at them, and they could look at him, and like because this the goofy friend who looks like the keyboard playing brother from Hanson, <laughs> uh, you know, he's like the video tech because yeah. like he was the one that was editing that. Just, you know, doomed to fail at the box office <laughs> fucking honeymoon video. The story of us. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, rigs this thing where... And it's it's total nonsense. There's no way they could do this. But, like, they take, you know, their camera and they patch it into the basement TV. Yeah. Which they're just presuming is tuned, turned on. You know, no. I mean, none of this could work. <laughs> nope. But it's so, like, they can, like, talk to each other and facilitate this group therapy that's happening. Boy, how how well it goes. There's one point during the group therapy where Wallace Shawn announces that he gets standing ovations in bed. Yep. And it's another thing where, like, all those kids are just up there listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. And the response is amazing because he's like, he says that and starts laughing and all the adults are like, oh, my God. (laughs) And then the kids are just like, that's great. This is great. We're talking. This is fantastic. A conversation's (laughs) happening. And I was like, do you not? Like, are you that young that you don't understand what he's saying? Because it's and really how weird. Really fucked up it is that he's saying it in front of children. Oh yeah, just right in front of kids. Well, he's also just so delighted to be there. It's it's a <laughs> it's a funny move for the character. Yeah, but I don't know what this guy's problem is. I I, I really don't understand. He's like a salesman, um, and they do. That's the other thing is like people have to pay bills. Am I wrong? Like people are, are missing work for days and days. This oh, lasts yeah. like four to five days at least, right? Well, they, oh, it's at least a week long standoff. Well, yeah, because like Kevin Pollock <laughs> is definitely fired because they, there's that one scene where um, where the kids go and take blueprints to the airport. Yeah, for where, him. where where uh, redhead whatever his name is, we're Bucky. calling him the Coob. The Coob. Yeah. Okay. He looks so, like Kubiak from Parker Lewis. I never watched Parker Lewis. He was the dude who was that like big burly nurse on like early seasons of ER. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. He closed down ER, man. He oh, was, was he really? He was the one that <laughs> fucking put the chairs up over. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he was in it till the very end. Absolutely. Huh? Okay. I just assume not because that show was on so long that like most of those characters rotated out. Yeah. But yeah, Kubia, he he takes he he's gonna take this blueprint to the airport. I mean, <laughs> who who knows who? His boss, Kevin Pollock's boss, and it's amazing because they're like Shut up, Kevin Pollock. We talked to your boss. We told him that you're sick. We're going to drive those blueprints to the airport. It's going to be fine. No 
way is this working out? And we don't see the scene because we just don't see the scene. Which I kind—I mean, the movie's actually way too long anyway. It's almost an hour and forty-five minutes, which is a huge problem. Oh, it's oh, a yeah. long-ass movie. I, no, I think it's one forty-eight actually. <sighs> so you're you're pushing close to two hours of this nonsense. Yes. So the, the group therapy isn't going well. Um, the kids getting really frustrated, and the kids—you know—everyone's partying and. They serve them this bullshit meal, which bothers. It's it's the same thing we had with Teen Witch, which is kids don't understand what fun food is. Yes. Again, oh it's the God. exact same thing. You 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 want to make a, a bad food like you're making a macaroni and cheese. You're having too much cheese. You're you know you know just overdoing it. This is like chocolate and Ugh. Rice Krispies and fucking. Skittles with and- a bl- blended together into this like man of shit. The chocolate sauce that's yeah. getting put into this thing. All by the way, a song is playing from a uh, renowned female folk vo- vocalist Beryl Fro. <laughs> I mean, this song is yeah. like what's the Sheryl Crow song where it's like um, a little so- bit closer. Yes, to feeling fine. Well, th- this is the Jennifer Love Hewitt song. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> oh, it sounds totally like a Sheryl Crow ripoff, and they like they lay it over to like every dull- day is a winding road. I apologize. Yes, yeah, thank you. That's what it's. It sounds like every day is a winding road, and the whole thing is like they're just doing this to mask just how insane all of this <laughs> Strange. is. Strange. Because God. listen, I'll tell you what. Uh, there's two like uh, so the the nerdy friend who's the video expert he's got two younger brothers yeah. that might be twins or something like and they amount to nothing but yeah they're, yeah they're but they're like five years old or something sure. like that so you get some like idiot kid who's five years old and's like I'm gonna make dinner yeah that's acceptable sure sure the coob <laughs> can register to vote at his next <laughs> birthday and he's like oh yeah chocolate sauce let's get it in there I'm like no you moron you have to know that that's not food fucking make sandwiches there's peanut butter there's bread you're done by the way i should bring up the title of that jennifer love hewitt song is it's good to know that i'm alive <laughs> All right. I don't know why. Well, it's good to know that the parents haven't, you know, asphyxiated in the basement or something. Yeah, I guess that is a positive message. What do they call them? It's like chocolate burgers because then they fry them like hamburgers. (laughs) Yes, they do. And the kitchen's on fire. And, you know, they they serve them. And, of course, Wallace was like, "Mm, delightful, which is, you know. (laughs) Oh, it's delicious. It's fine. You know, he's doing his best. And Christopher Dahl's like, this is fucking horseshit. (laughs) My favorite part and the best move of the movie, and he oh wait, is is when uh, Christopher Dahl fakes a heart attack. <laughs> yes, oh it's man, such that's a so genius great. move because that's the, that's why I respect him. He's an emotional abusive piece of shit. Oh yeah, cheating on his wife and he treats her like garbage. Oh <laughs> oh, just Oscar the Grouch levels of garbage. But you know, in the middle of one of these bullshit therapy sessions, he's like, "Oh, you goddamn ick!" and grabs his <laughs> chest and goes to the floor. Here's my thinking with that, though, because the Coob doesn't fall for it. I feel, unfortunately, like Christopher McDonald has played this card before. Oh, really? It's not the first time he's faked a heart attack because everyone's flipping out, and you see the Coob in the background, like just shaking his head, like, mm, mm, mm. Pulled that at my junior high school graduation. Exactly. <laughs> I have a feeling the, the fuck phony out of here, heart sir. attack has been dealt at least once before. Oh, man. Is Christopher McDonald using a wheelchair at Disneyland? Because <laughs> that's not all right. 
We've all been tempted, but you just can't do it. God, you just want to, right? Because well, mm-hmm. what are they going to do I about think it? it? I, they, you don't have papers. <laughs> yeah. They can't ask for your papers. I think he's more playing the, like, oh, you know, he's... He's a little, you know, he's a little touched in the head. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. let, let the coob go up front. I mean, it's not entirely inaccurate with this well, character. Sure. But he doesn't commit to it. So he's on the floor and his wife's trying to, like, resuscitate him. And everyone freaks out. They're about to open the door and the coob's like, no, 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 it's my dad. And they're just like, you rapscallions. I'm like, no, no, dude, stay down. Stay down for, like, a couple hours. See what happens. Yeah. Like, you could get him to break. <laughs> and when you hear them, like, scurrying all over the house trying to figure out what to do, you know, like, because they will inevitably divide 50-50 between calling the cops and not calling the cops. Yeah. And you know they're going to fight about it for a while. Sure. That's when you're, as Christopher McDonald, like, kind of open your eyes and you're like, hey, hey, I just, I'm fucking with them so they'll open the door. Just, yeah, exactly. I just want everybody down here to know that I'm totally cool. Drag, it's fine. Drag me over there. Put the tarp over me. Yeah. Up in the tarp. They'll Pretend think that- I've already expired. <laughs> oh, and then all the kids go down, and they're like, oh, my God, he's dead. And they're, like, crying to their parents. And then he fucking <laughs> sits up straight as a board <laughs> and starts housing these kids. Oh, yeah. Undertaker choke slams for everybody. <laughs> there is, uh, I think, again, one of my favorite parts of this movie and i have a few is uh the christopher mcdonald kevin pollock fist fight that happens wow (laughs) this movie talk about a fantasy (laughs) allows kevin pollock to get like five really nice shots on christopher mcdonald yeah okay it's it's tyson versus betty white just (laughs) stop it with this yeah whatever you say movie and it's stupid because they're getting in each other's face and like it's that classic these movies where like I'm upper upper middle class. Well, you know what? I'm just upper middle class. That makes you a dick. Well, that's what's amazing too. He's like, I'm a lawyer, and Kevin Pollock's like, Oh yeah, well I'm an architect. And he's just like, Oh man, you first world motherfuckers. You make almost exactly the same amount of money then. Yeah. <laughs> And I think Jamie Lee Curtis works too. Yeah, so, she, she's and, got and a job. And, 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 she's the head of some like bank division thing. And, I mean, and, they're doing just fine. And the Coob's mother doesn't look like she does. So I don't know what he's even talking about. Well, the Coob's mother is an interesting person because she is also a lawyer, but Christopher McDonald like forbids it. Yeah, it's so weird. she's like no, a, she dropped out of law school to oh, support him. Oh, right, so right, right. He could become a lawyer. That's yeah. You're totally right. Um, so there's, of course, you have one of these scenes where, like, the cops are going to come to the door. Sure. Which Ray Walston is just, he's on the, he's on the periphery of this movie, just pretending like he's a part of it. Oh, we get the Home Alone bullshit with the traps, which bothers me. Yeah, we're setting traps. And you know what? Anytime after 1990, when a kid sets a trap, you're ripping off Home Alone. That's just, that's just what's happening. And they set a bunch of trip wires. Again, it's the Coob because he's a terrifying young adult. <laughs> is like, I know how to set all these trip wires so that when they cross it, they're going to get pulled up in a net. Yep. And it's just, it's terrifying. But so the cops come to the door at one point because, like, the adults are messing with the fuse box and the lights are going on and That's off. That's not how fuse boxes work. Because Kevin Pollock's like, I'll fix these little fucks. <laughs> and he's like, I'll just turn the lights off. And that's it. Now, now, no Nintendo, and yeah. guess what's going to happen? They're going to cry about it, yeah. which is a great move. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, no, I thought about that. They might burn the house down. I'm like, let them burn the house down. Yep. Yeah. Seriously, let, let, let them do it. 
Let's see what happens. Someone's going to call the fucking fire department, and then everyone's going to jail. Exactly. Let him have it. <laughs> exactly. Let him think that this will work. Let's if just... we lose one or two, who gives a shit? I'm tired of it anyway. Either way, you're smoking them out. With <laughs> yeah. real smoke or just with threats of smoke. You're going to take another day of Choco Burgers? Oh, well, that's nice and all. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm doing this. So these cops come to the door, and like they way too fast are able to come up with a plan. Like, these kids aren't thinking on their feet that much. They're like, oh, mom and dad are out, and we're playing Twister. I mean, I think that's why you have to have these older kids like Jennifer Love Hewitt in the cube. Yeah. Because, like, those two can just easily be like, we're the babysitters. We're babysitting. Our parents are all out and whatever. Mm -hmm. Because there's really no reason why there should be this much, like, age diversity in a scam like this. (laughs) If it's not for the fact that you need the older kids to pretend to be babysitters, but he, so your screenplay doesn't make no sense. But the one time he does, and I think it's this scene, he doesn't act like the babysitter. He acts like the electrician. Well, he's acting like an electrician, but Jennifer Love is there like playing yeah. uh, Twister with oh, the kids. So it's like, yeah. that's the babysitter. And yeah, he's pretending to be this electrician. Like, fucking whatever. <laughs> not convincing at all. He's got his socks on. I had to take my shoes off (laughs) Gotta ground myself, you know (laughs) Old electrician's trick Take your shoes off We're going a little out of order Because this movie doesn't There's no actual plot It's like they get stuck in a basement And shit happens And then the movie ends One of the the, Actually happens right before this Is the dinner scene Like the kid's like Oh, wait, too many Choco Burgers I'm gonna make a nice dinner for everybody And we're gonna be adults He makes a meatloaf and they're doing this bullshit Fave Matthews thing where we're yeah. setting the table to this song. Dude, there's so much in this movie. It's not just this scene, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Steve. No, you're right. But it's a real poison in this motion picture. Is assholes dancing around dancing. having a great time. Yeah, it's yeah. the big chill all over itself. <laughs> but, like, the big chill, one, used legitimately great music. Sure. Two, had legitimately <laughs> great actors. Yes. And three, gave those characters a reason to dance around and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Not setting the table. Yeah. Did and it? they're cutting loose in the big chill. Exactly. Which is them. They're just kidnappers. They're doing the whole, like... We're tossing a plate, and you're going to catch it. I'm tossing a glass, and you're going to catch it. Did you see the weird part about this that they kept they kept in, and it, it like destroys the whole movie? Oh, yeah, where like, magic happens? <laughs> it's like, why did... It's a, it's a montage, so I guess we can get away with it. The Coob is throwing the plates. Everyone's <laughs> catching, throwing the plates. He throws the plate, and then you cut, and then the Coop catches it. And then the kid next to him is like, wait, what? And then he runs away. And <laughs> they I'm like, acknowledge it. It's so bizarre, and so why on earth would you do this to your movie? Like, these characters acknowledge that a paranormal phenomenon happened <laughs> in the middle of this Shave Tathews band montage. What is this, like, fucking Primer? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Am I watching Primer right now? Yeah, they built a shitty time machine in a storage facility so he could chuck a plate at himself. And then run back and tell him how he shouldn't throw the plate at him. (laughs) It's so... Why? Why would you put this in this movie? For nothing. And it's just one of those stupid, like, these kids are just having a lot of fun making this. Mm -hmm. No! A paranormal event happened! Then we start drinking. That's what I'm I'm about. Because 
Jamie Lee Curtis has some like bottle of champagne that she's been saving for such and such. And I such. think she's saving it for when the fucking divorce papers Absolutely. ink is dry. Mm. Get that Motel 8 kick back. <laughs> Here we go. Find a man that's 5'8". Now we're talking. <laughs> a local bar, some champagne for all of us. Christopher McDonald makes some mention because he's a lawyer and Kevin Pollack like, says something about like, I do have a divorce lawyer, this guy. And Christopher McDonald's like, I can get you the house, but the kids will be a struggle or something like that. <laughs> Whatever. After this, take those fucking kids. Yeah, get those monsters out of my house. Well, yeah. They're getting raised by the county after this, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we'll, we'll all have a nice little... And it, it's the Koob's idea because, you know, he's a bit dommer, you know, drinking in high school. Oh, yeah. So he, he pours everyone some champagne. They have a toast, and they all drink. And you know what? This is bullshit, because everyone spits it out like, Ew, cooties. Every kid likes champagne, right? Like, it's the one I would think wouldn't, like, would be it's unobjectionable. Not, it's not like you're getting that hard liquor burn. Yeah. It's no. not like beer that doesn't taste like anything else but beer. Yes. At least with champagne, it's like, oh, I guess it's kind of like grapefruit juice or yeah. grape juice, which yeah. I've had before, something like that. It's you like know. with bubbles, and I, bubbles are fun. like everyone did it in New Year's. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, your mom or your dad, or a wedding, you get a little, you sure. always got a little sip. You know what I mean? Like, and the fact they go, and what's, I, I give these actors credit because my spidey senses were tingling. You just see these children spit all over each other. Yeah. yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. And Jennifer Love Hewitt's going along with it. Just spitting, getting spit on, whatever. She'll take it. They all take it. It's gross. It's so gross. It's very disgusting. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, somehow the bottle goes downstairs. You know, because uh, he gives... puts it in his backpack. Yes, that's right. And then because goes... we're having another threatening moment with the ball zapper. Yes, that's yeah. He comes down. He's like, hey. Everyone being everyone being good boys and girls down here. <laughs> Just coming down. Make sure you're all behaving yourselves. And I'm sorry if that door opens. Christopher McDonald is oh, going for it. It's a freight train. He's you cannot stop him. Whatever. <laughs> if you open that door, he's going through it. See, that's the thing. That character just needs to stand by that door the entire time. Yep. Yeah. Maybe crouch down so they don't notice you right away. And the second the door is cracked, break it! <laughs> and he just runs at that door. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And then you're free. Then you're calling the cops and everyone's dead. But that's the other thing I didn't understand is that, like, in the middle of all... Why aren't you just at the door screaming your head off? Someone's going to hear something. Yeah. it's yep. You got neighbors. You got... They're close enough. But... So the champagne bottle makes its way downstairs, and now everyone, obviously, because they've been together for a while, we get a little breakfast clubby. We're all talking about, you know, what we wanted to be when we were such and such. Yeah. Oh, we're well, it's the bullshit, like, Grover's like, I'm invisible to you, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. You're the popular girl. You're a rock star. Mm -hmm. And then the Coob's like, yeah, you're just a fucking cold, icy bitch. <laughs> I sat behind you for a whole year. Man, my balls were freezing cold. <laughs> I spit on you every day. You didn't even say hello. <laughs> and, that, and then it's like, no, no, guys, remember. We're all friends now because we're committing this heinous act together. <laughs> we're, we're all going down together. We're on the clink. Because but, uh, this is something you will never forget. No, no, oh, no, 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 right? No, like, no. You, you, like, we've all forgotten, like, days playing with childhood friends. Like, sure. Those, those evaporate away in a cloud of weed smoke and alcohol, right? Sure. sure. 
but remember that time we kidnapped all of our parents is sticking with you forever. These kids are bound to it. Multiple top tier felonies. No, yeah, these are all sticking with you. <laughs> top tier. So, but no, they're they're drinking downstairs. And everyone starts fucking downstairs, right? <laughs> Am I, Dude, wrong? No, there's definitely fucking in that basement. It's weird because everyone's like, it's not that big of a basement. And everyone's <laughs> giving it to everybody else. Except for Christopher McDonald and his wife, who uh, she's not a huge actress, but she was in Die Hard 2. Okay. Um, and then and then and Jennifer Tilly, who's just alone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Wallace Shawn and his wife, and then Jamie Lee Curtis and 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 Kevin Pollack are definitely fucking in that basement. <sighs> It's 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 the it's the uh, chopping mall thing. We're all in close quarters, and we're all just doing it like it's high school. And it's all started off by Kevin Pollack is strumming that ukulele, and and someone else is like, "Oh, I didn't know you played that. Play as a song." He's like, "No, I couldn't possibly." <laughs> so well, maybe Al Pacino could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could play a few ditties for you right now. Oh, I see why you're getting separated. (laughs) Oh, my God. You live with this for how long? Oh, you're brave. Christopher McDonald, you sure you can't get through that door? (laughs) (laughs) Just go for it. What if you used Wallace Shawn as a battering ram? (laughs) Which no one thinks to throw him through anything, and it's very frustrating. But uh, no, so he's playing this tune, and then Jamie Lee Curtis is like, dance with me. And Uh he's like... Well, if I'm doing that, then no one's going to be playing the song. So sorry, I guess we can't dance. And she's like, no, I got that covered. It's just as good as you playing a live instrument. Cut to a Hawaiian music box. And so the music goes from like nice, you know, little uke tune to this terrifying haunted house music box song. (laughs) And that's when the juices really get flowing. It's like a conjuring scene (laughs) you would get that from. And she just leads Kevin Pollack into the area of the basement. I believe they're also shitting and pissing in. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's There's the an bucket. unfinished bathroom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not flushing. No. It's staying right there. <laughs> and then Christopher McDonald's got to stand on that fucking thing where he's trying to chisel himself out uh, through, the, through the concrete. Oh, he does try to, like, break through the concrete. Well, because everybody else is like, oh, man, you know what? This is kind of great. We got to thank them kids when, we, when we're done with <laughs> Yeah, them. exactly. I'm going to give him a big raise Christopher McDonald, the sober-minded adult... Is up there with a like a little piece of metal just chiseling out. It's a little piece of metal in a dream, man. That's all he's got to get out of that basement. And all my heart is behind him. So that's what they basically do is he chisels out. Um, oh, uh, at this point, Ben Stein shows up, which is just <sighs> who could give a shit? Noted national aggravator Ben <laughs> Stein. God, he sucks. He shows up and does his Ben Stein thing the exact same way he's Ben Stein did before. He's like, <laughs> is your mother home? And it's like, no, here are divorce papers. And the kid, this kid has himself a terrifying freak out. This yeah. is a grade A United States of America psychotic break. Yep. I mean, he's breaking furniture. Mm. He Poor- doesn't know what to do. Poor, he keeps doing different things. Poor Mookie Arizona's video equipment is all destroyed. And he just... That kid, the nerdy little buddy, is just watching everything go down in flames around him as this kid freaks out. And he starts blaring some Janice in Chains. And, <laughs> and it's just bad, man. It's really unsettling. Well, then uh, Ben Stein calls him back like five minutes later. He's like, I really need to speak to your mother. He's like, get ready to speak. 
my mother because you're trying to tear my mother and father apart. And he's freaking out. It's my, this is my only legitimate laugh. He's fl- flipping out on this fucking handheld phone. And like, God damn it. And he hangs up the phone and there's this cat, this perfectly positioned cat <laughs> next to the phone. He goes, and it's just like, <laughs> this terrified moment is a good laugh. And it's really weird. And then like Kevin Pollock's like, oh my God, I thought we were just getting separated. And she's like, no. Well, Not she really. says something where she was like, my friends who have also been divorced yeah. say that even if you're going to separate, everybody draws up papers. I assumed you were, too. That's her, that's her line on it. Yeah. I thought you were going to counsel an actual lawyer, not just talk to yourself for 25 minutes. It was my <laughs> mistake, Kevin Pollack. I apologize. <laughs> well, my counsel, the esteemed Mr. Kirk, <laughs> uh, I think you should stay together. You definitely don't need marriage counseling. See, that's th- this is the reason I talked to the lawyer about getting the papers drawn up. Hey, I played a lawyer a couple of times. You know, you could just stop doing that, and it, you know what, it, Kristen McDonald. If you I, need someone to get through the litigation, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> And then everyone in the basement strangles him. <laughs> He's torn apart like it's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> limb for limb. Yeah, his, his, his intestines are confetti at that point. It's just like <laughs> a parade. Because that's what you do when Kevin Pollock starts going. And, well, all the lights are off. I was thinking about Reanimator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just in pieces. Kevin Pollack now starts to... Because he's not having such a good time being imprisoned in his own house. (laughs) He joins the Christopher McDonald effort, finally. Right. And let's get through this fucking window. right? Right. And we eventually break through. And then the hilarious gag of Wallace Shawn coming up and being like, Well, but gosh darn it, who's tiny enough to fit through there? And then everyone looks at him and he starts screaming like a maniac. It's really weird. This is the least dignified part of the movie for Wallace Shawn. Yeah, because he's just shoved through this concrete. And he's positioned in such a way, I don't think the human body can actually contort. No. no. You know? And I'm like, they're just going to murder him, (laughs) trying to shove him through there. No, it's going to take off the legs. That's the rest of your life. (laughs) And the cops come back and see Wallace Shawn trying to burrow his way to freedom. (laughs) And they're like, oh, something terrible has been going on. And then they get caught up in those traps. They all get stuck up in the nets, right? And guess what? That's another five years right there. That's, that's just, assaulting oh yeah. a police officer. That's exactly yeah. what that oh yeah. is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. These you kids are touch a police chair. You touch a policeman's cap, you're going down. <laughs> you think fucking putting an old school trap on them, you're in trouble. Is there ever a moment before the whole thing falls to pieces that this kid's making out with Jennifer Love Hewitt? No, that's no, an after. It's after. just an after thing? Yeah. Well, because okay. he just starts moping really hard. Oh, right. And then they all decide. They're like, listen, it's over. <laughs> yes. Like, it's over, dude. This whole thing. Like, Jonestown's coming down. <laughs> Man, the fire has started. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, we, we got to get out of here. Koresh is not coming back as the <laughs> Lord and Savior. Time for all of us to get our Kool-Aid and get out of here. And And so, I mean, here's the thing. You can say a couple of cops went to this house and we haven't heard back from them. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should send someone over to check out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever Ray Walston is calling in. But this is like four SWAT teams show up from four different counties. The end of Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I just needed a broken fire hydrant. But to be fair, though, that's how this shit works. Once you get the word hostage situation going on, if even if it's just a guy and a screwdriver, yeah, it's a, six SWAT teams show up and figure that shit out. And so they got all these guns on this house, and somehow Ray Walston is the one who's able to get that bullhorn. You know, and he's like, "Step aside, Junior." And I'm like, "No, old man, you're being ushered oh, away." No, no, you give it to Kevin Spacey and let him talk about the ending of Shane. <laughs> Man, I think that movie's a stay tuned. I don't know it, about you guys. It is. It's, I kind of love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally it, fine. I mean, it, it's preposterous, but I love that movie. <laughs> Giamatti's just like, ah, oh, feel bad for you, Samuel L. <laughs> Why is your hair red in this movie? What a mistake! <laughs> Does anybody see this jacket I'm wearing? <laughs> <laughs> so all Ron this- Rifkin, huh? <laughs> He looks like the bad guy to me. Yeah, my money's on him. Nah, John Spencer, you're all right. <laughs> so they just all walk out. They all just give it up. The coop is not shot in the head. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. He's significantly older than yep. them. He's got long, crazy hair. Mm-hmm. He's getting put down. Yep. He's getting tased, at least. <laughs> at the very least. Seriously. They let all the adults out. Yes. And... You know, Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollack, who have now found love again, like, kiss each other. And they're like, oh, my God. And, like, this kid's getting put in the back of a squad car. He's like, yeah, my parents are making out. And he's like, well, the cop's like, yeah, this is a good idea. (laughs) Let's let's just get you right out of here. What's totally fucked up and unfair, though, about when they come outside is, like, they're initially not talking to each other and yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is like can I talk to you for a second and he's yeah. like our son's getting put in the back of a squad car Hoo-ha! and she's <laughs> like alright just just for a second <laughs> and she starts like talking to him about you know the state of their relationship or whatever and she's like you know we made a lot of mistakes and I know most of them were mine and that's when you want Kevin Pollock to be like no you know everybody's made mistakes yeah, I've sure, made just yeah. as many and he's just like uh-huh Keep talking, baby. He fixes his crown. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Polishes like, his scepter. I was like, fuck you, character. Come yeah. on. Yes. Two mice went in a bucket of cream. <laughs> She's like, ah, second thought. Fuck it. Fuck everything I just said. Divorce town. You know what? I'm going to get married to Christopher Guest and become some kind of a queen, I guess. Yeah, they're royalty mm-hmm. yeah. through whatever he's got going on. That's pretty great. I just want to be at a party and just, the lady and lord Christopher Guest. <laughs> I think that happens like every time he goes into like Dan Castellaneta's <laughs> summer barbecue or something. They'll do that. Sure. <laughs> but what, what Jamie Lee Curtis says is like, now hold on a second. Look at all that Grover has done for us. Look at what's happened as she points to all of the squad cars and assault rifles pointed at them. He's about to fucking put his head outside the squad car like the Joker, man. He's just like <laughs> re- feeling the chaos. Just yet, yeah, just getting the pulse of the town. <laughs> Hearing the helicopters and the screams. And the, uh, just the wind going through that shitty ball cut. Mm-hmm. Far off, you can hear Bruce Wayne's grief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just slight, if you listen very. And it's just, it's unbelievable. And then we kind of cut back to Hawaii town, and he's given us the wrap up of everything. And it's like, 
Christopher McDonald and his wife did not get divorced. They did. No, they, they did. did. Get, they got divorced. She, she finishes, goes to law school. She finishes her degree and they open a practice together. First, they say that you know they they all got arrested. Uh, they spent one night in juvenile hall, which there's cut to like someone filming home video of them being like, "Yeah, rock and roll, going to prison <laughs> for the night." And Christopher McDonald, because his wife said that she was going to take him for everything he owned had to, like, turn heel and, like, get them out. You know what I mean? Oh, right, Because he was yeah, such he, a good lawyering lawyer. Yeah, he does, he does a good job lawyering them. It's not, that's not how, like, it's not a thing where you can drop the charges. You the fucking, coob is getting the chair! <laughs> you assaulted police officers. You're going away for a little while. Also, totally. I'm not sure if you can go to juvenile hall for a night. <laughs> no. I think you get sent like a, to juvenile hall for months on end. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like a days in. <laughs> no, it's like a like I think you just go to jail if you if if you're a kid. I mean, maybe a separate, you know, cell. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bunch of horse shit. But, you know, so they got, they got divorced but now have a law, law practice together. Uh Wallace Sean and his wife are now expecting a kid, so they're definitely not getting divorced. Right. Uh also, I cannot Miss pointing this out, but during this montage where we're hearing about what happened to everybody, there is some fun loving saxophone going on. Uh huh. And it's it's again we're going into another Shave Tathews band song, yeah. uh-huh. and this saxophone is front and fucking center. Oh yeah, it's out of control. And they get the brass. <laughs> and then then you know it's it's kids rule all of a sudden because yep. they go back uh. to school after going to prison. <laughs> And everyone's just giving him a standing ovation. It's like a thing where he's like, so yeah, we're, we're still all best friends now. No, we're family. And they go into like the cafeteria and it's a standing O. A standing O for these masterminds. And you know what? As the Wikipedia plot summary says, also, Grover and Brooke become, became boyfriend and girlfriend and she passionately kisses him in front of their classmates at school for a very long time causing slightly awkward moment for the bystanders <laughs> which it's, is absolutely true it's totally true because Coob and the other kid like exchange glances like we should just back away yeah you know? and the one kid mimes like looking at a watch do we have to do we have to applaud for the kiss they, oh yeah, I mean, you better. That, well, I guess it's the new king and queen of the school. <laughs> I guess those creeps that kidnap their parents and wear their faces. And that's the thing is like, <laughs> shit always gets misconstrued in high school. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like somebody, somebody goes, you know, somebody yells at school. It's like, oh my god, that guy pulled a knife on Mrs. McLaren. Yeah. And then somebody's like, oh my god, he killed her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and it goes like that. It's like, oh my god, those are those weird kids that like. Ate their parents. Dude, there's definitely a human centipede rumor going around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There absolutely is. And they're half right. <laughs> Final sequence. <laughs> Gotta do it. Man. And so then we go to Hawaii, and it's like we're just doing the honeymoon over. The kids are there, and we're just not getting divorced because you just erased it. You just <sighs> erased that divorce. And you know what? Here's the thing. I, uh, my parents got divorced. Everyone and uh, now I know a thousand people are like obviously, <laughs> but this movie isn't helpful to kids to deal with divorce. You no. know what I mean? It's it's actually really hurtful. Like and I mean because usually again when divorce happens, it happens as boom we're getting separated, boom 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 we're gone, it's done. Mrs. Doubtfire is actually pretty good at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like and there's no 
no way anyone's getting back together, even though dad's dressing up like an old lady and all sorts of whatever. <laughs> yeah. But at least it takes that seriously. Well, it, and this, like, the worst thing you do is, like, there is something you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Kids, yeah. there is something you can do about it. Lock them in the basement. But that's the thing, though, because it's not, it's not even, like, putting the thought in, like, you have to lock someone in the basement, yeah. but just the idea of you can do something about yeah. exactly, this. and then it's your fault. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like literally, yeah. If you're the one, if it's on your shoulders to fix it, then it's your fucking fault when it happens. If your wacky scheme yes. doesn't work, yep, then it's actually your fault. <laughs> yes. I know, Mama Dad said it wasn't, <laughs> but however, it actually is. Like they were on the brink of coming back together, but you made just the wrong move at the wrong mm. time with your plan. And now they're getting divorced, and it's all your fault. Man. See, and your problem here is that you didn't get Christopher McDonald down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just love a, a million ways of this going wrong, like what we what the filmmakers had wrought. It's like, well, I was trying to get my parents back together, so I put a plastic bag over my dad's head. <laughs> so, oh, and then he died. Yeah. Oh, and then he was just dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wanted my parents to get back together, so I put a golf driver in my dad's uh, hands and said he had to choose between hitting my sister or his <laughs> wife in the face uh, while holding a gun to him to make him actually choose that. I thought that was pretty tough. Yeah, the plan blew up in my face when he chose my mother, though. <laughs> Divorce town. <laughs> But it's so fucking funny games. It is. It's funny games. It's the Twilight Zone because they're all locked in like one space. Sure. So you have that weird thing, which is like at least 13 different Twilight Zone episodes. (laughs) At least. (laughs) You know, how did we get here? That is the big question. How did you get there, Christopher McDonald? Because my God, you fucking idiot. (laughs) And they kind of, it's not an official one. But there's kind of a hint at setting up a sequel. Yes. Because like he's talking to the camera at the end, and he's like, and if they act up, there's always the attic. <laughs> <laughs> there's always the axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, he's got the Chucky haircut. Why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> hey, Andy. Heard your parents were getting divorced. I got a couple of tips that maybe will smooth things over. I'm going to split them up. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That's how Chucky would deal with divorce. Oh, man. And then as if I don't want this movie to end fast enough, through almost the entire credits, it's every character Every character in Hawaii, just again, just idiot white people dancing in front of the camera like morons. It's a backyard of like a Florida house. Like it's not actual Hawaii. Right. Clearly tell it. But they work in like Ray Walston is somehow on this Hawaiian getaway with the dog. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The the Coob, of course, has like a pet snake. Yeah. The snake's on a Hawaiian vacation. Christopher like, McDonald is in the same atmosphere as these people. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't want to be near anybody. After no, this. absolutely not. He's not going on this Hawaiian vacation. Andrew, side question. Did you always kind of want uh, a Star Trek movie about, um, or at least like a TV movie of Christopher McDonald's TNG captain character? Yes, because that was kind of a badass character. And that was like a setup for a backdoor pilot if there ever was one. <sighs> yeah, I know. I, oh, man, that does bother me. I thought about that actually on my last TNG <laughs> rewatch. Because so that was good. a good character. It is. It's him and what's-her-face, right? Tasha Yar, they go off together? 
Yeah, I think they because they used one to, of the three to four times she came back. <laughs> yeah, I don't forget. I don't remember what she's doing there, but I believe that's what's going on. Yeah, and, and they have like a little side adventure. Sure, I want that show. I I'd, want. I'd that. watch. I'd watch that instead of Scott Bakula fart around in the past. <laughs> now, what's worse, getting locked in a basement or an attic, or uh, or watching Enterprise? <laughs> What would you rather have happen? Be locked in the basement by your kids for a week or have to sit and marathon all the seasons of Enterprise? Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess because at least with Enterprise, I can use a real toilet. Yeah, almost. Yeah, Enterprise, I guess. <laughs> I feel like it's easier to get to your real question. I think getting it out of an attic is probably a lot easier. A lot easier. Because you're breaking that window that's up there. Yeah, kids they, can't pour concrete well, up there. And they can't monitor you as well. Yeah. They have to go up. You have the high ground, literally. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking more about, like, attics are usually more haunted than a basement. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're bringing ghosts into it, sure. <laughs> Dude, I'm almost always bringing ghosts but into like, it. it. But in the basement, then you're dealing with, like, zombies and, like, this was, <laughs> this was built on, you know, Native American. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, you get that conjuring basement. You, you don't yeah. want to go down there. Oh, that's a bad basement. It's a real bad basement. So who is recommending this movie? It's it's too long. If if it was like fifteen minutes shorter, maybe there, there there's not and there's just no plot or development yeah. or like escalation. Yeah, it's all just like back to the basement. Now back up from the basement mm-hmm. and montages. And, and it, it, yeah, it's a, a no for me too. You know, fat kid Chris Cabin <laughs> oh. would have said yes exuberantly. Fat man Chris Cabin <laughs> is oh, saying no. Fat kid summer two. Birthday money? Get, get <laughs> sign me up for that one. Yeah, uh, I'm not recommending this movie. I mean, someone needs to die in that basement oh, for yeah. me to recommend this movie. Those kids need to do some serious time for me to recommend this movie. Mm. Like, I just need some sort of realism or like a Chevy Chase. I'm I'm taking out old, you know, photographs and stuff like. At least there's so, like from national from Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation, yeah, like yeah. a sappy part, yeah, or want? like some like I'm doing something in the basement rather than sure. just playing the ukulele, <laughs> just <laughs> literally sitting around waiting for the credits yeah. to roll. <laughs> Actually, Fat Kid Summer Two, Christmas can't come early enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's House Arrest from 1996, directed by Harry Weiner. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Listen to the other shows on the network. Check out sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Did this movie help you through a brutally painful divorce? I bet it didn't. (laughs) Rate and review in iTunes or wherever you get the show. We would greatly appreciate it. Now, clue for next week's episode. Uh, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer returning to the show after a long absence. It can be uh, any number of things, I'd wager. It's not Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm never watching that movie again. Nor is it Flesh and Blood. What's Flesh and Blood? It's uh, Paul Verhoeven. It's like a fantasy, like, swords and sandals. Not swords and sandals, but, like, you know, defending the kingdom. And Rutger Hauer is a, uh, it's like a bastard knight who like yeah no i'm already i'm already falling asleep exactly yeah the whole thing (laughs) so next week we're talking about rutger hauer in some way or another until then i'm andrew jupin steven say chris gavin take it easy